Alright all you Streetlight Crusaders and wrestling fans alike out there tonight, welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special and now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw from New Orleans, Louisiana. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see none other than Dominic Mysterio going one on one against The Miz. Now, Miz earlier in the night would warn R-Truth and tell him that, hey, you need to stop messing around with the Judgment Day, it's gonna get you hurt. Only for R-Truth to warn him to not tag in and at the same time worry about Tom and Nick Mysterio. For Miz to say, it's not Tom and Nick, it's Dominic. What's wrong with you? And I got a feeling it's starting to catch on folks about Tom and Nick because in the crowd in New Orleans, we would see a Tom and Nick sign held up by the fans. <laughs> and a small Tom and Nick chant for Tom and Nick Mysterio. Ah, you gotta love our truth and the fans do too because they were chanting for him. But besides the chant for our truth during this match, we would see a kick counter into a roll up for a near fall for The Miz, even seeing a helo by Dominic Mysterio after Finn Balor would clock poor Miz on the outside of the ring with a right hook. Then we would get a little bit of a reality check from The Miz for a near fall, leading into a pin war that would see none other than Dominic Mysterio using the tights of The Miz still to get a near fall. Then we would see The Miz not only taking out Finn Balor, but JD McDonald with a head scissors, following things up with a springboard crossbody still for your fall. But ultimately, this match will come to an end after one missed call of a 619 area code, only to be redialed once again after a cheap shot by Finn Balor for the call to connect and then immediately be followed up by a Viva La Raza frog splash by Dominic Mysterio for him to win this match and to win the approval of none other than Rhea Ripley backstage via pinfall. And after the match was over, we would see Finn Balor returning back to that more vicious side a little bit more by beating the ever-living Daylight's flag tag out of the Miz. And with him being on the receiving end of a Finn Balor beatdown, we would see the future tag team champions in their mind, none other than DIY making their way to the ring to make the save, for JD McDonald not only to eat a slingshot spear, but then a skull crushing finale. But before things could meet in the middle DIY style, we would then see Finn Balor pulling out JD McDonald for the Judgment Day to make a full retreat. Yeah, and after JD McDonald took a brunt of the abuse. <laughs> but after that bit of abuse backstage, we would hear Damian Priest giving a congratulations to Dominic Mysterio for getting the job done. Only for R Truth to come out to try to give him his cut of the t shirt royalties for Tom and Nick Mysterio. Only for him to say, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is business. It's a serious time. Now's not the time, Truth. Get out of here. And for him to say, all right, I'll see you later. Only for him to say that immediately after that would mention the fact that Drew McIntyre is jealous because the only way he can win a title is after everybody wasn't here. But when everybody's here, he loses to everybody and tries to prevent other people from winning championships. 
but at the same time is not gonna prevent him from much longer because either he's gonna win the Royal Rumble or cash in that said briefcase to become champion despite Drew. And we'll also say that Drew McIntyre tonight is gonna get his judgment. But outside of Judge Priest giving judgments to the other people, the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see none other than Chad Gable going one-on-one -on -one against Ivar. Now, prior to this match beginning, we would hear Bronson Reed immediately calling out Jey Uso next week, seeing the fact that Jay is looking for singles gold, and so is Bronson, but got a feeling that's not gonna happen as long as he's here. And then after that, we would see earlier in the night, we would see none other than Chad Gable training to fight against the big Monday night meat man himself, Ivar, by picking up Otis and lifting him up for Tazawa to try for him not to have so much luck. But at the same time, we get a brand new towel of a thank you crew that he would hold up for fans to most likely buy on WWEshop.com. No call in the maestro, that's not an advertisement, that's just where they can go to get it. But besides that DX merch plug that they would most likely do if they were around here, during this match, we would see Chad Gable trying to go after Ivar and would be successful in his first two attempts, but in the third would end up getting hit with a nasty tour of the islands like Power Slam. For him to come back during this match for a rolling neck flaker and a dynamite kid flying headbutt for near fall. Then we would even see a superplex during this match that would lead to a near fall for Chad Gable, but then would see none other than a Tiger Bomb during this set contest, or Tiger Driver for you New Japan fans out there, still leading to a near fall for Ivar. But then we would see a little hint of Kurt Angle in the performance of Chad Gable during this set contest, leading from a victory roll into an ankle lock counter, only for Ivar to counter it into a corner senton and a New Jersey jam from Brett's rope. Still for near fall. Sit out spine buster, still nothing good. But then we would see a modified counter of a German suplex with a pin bridge after a missed doom salt that still would lead to a near fall. But ultimately, this match will come to an emphatic end with the help of Valhalla because after Chad Gable will pull off a very impressive counter avalanche German suplex, Valhalla would scream in his face, disorient him, leading into a powerbomb that caused him to flip flat on his face, then leading into a nasty doom salt for Ivar to win this match via pinfall. Ah uh, man, you know, I expected Maxine to come out to try to help him, but nowhere to be found. I got a feeling after that hit to the face by Valhalla during that match, she didn't want it. She didn't want it. <laughs> but besides not wanting things, folks, the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would see CM Punk and Cody Rhodes in the ring together, only for CM Punk to say, hey, for now, let's enjoy this moment. We know it's gonna get personal at the Rumble, but for now, let's enjoy this moment. And Cody Rhodes would say to CM Punk, what do you wanna talk about? 
only for none other than CM Punk to say that he wants to talk about his dad, of course. And would bring up the time that the American Dream would tell him back in the OVW days of Cody Rhodes' start to his career to look out for his son, and when the American Dream tells you to do something, you do it. And would look out for Cody Rhodes and would say that he couldn't get himself out of any problems he couldn't talk himself out of, and would say that from that young upstart kid who started with a legacy to go on to become a main event caliber star, he's proud of him. But at the same time, instead of looking out for him, he's going to break that promise of the American dream because he's going to look for him to eliminate him in the Royal Rumble match this Saturday. And would say that, yeah, Cody Rhodes would respond back by saying, Everybody says the same thing about him that he looks at everybody looks at him and looks at his dad and it's a very tough shadow to come out of but he decided to be the shining light in that said shadow and shine his way out of the shadow of his own father and make his own last name something important to fight for and would go on further to say that he was a friend of CM Punk and became a friend of his ever since those days in OVW, but in the Royal Rumble, there are no friends. Even though that you would see certain people team up together to try to win the Rumble, but sometimes that really doesn't work out too well, looking at you, New Day, and looking at you, Shield. But I digress. We would hear CM Punk to say, that hopefully after the Royal Rumble this Saturday that you can separate business from personal and that I can, but can you because after this Sunday or this Saturday, he's gonna win the Royal Rumble. And we would hear Cody Rhodes saying that, yeah, you know what? After what CM Punk would say that he's more like the American dream than he ever was, seeing the fact that his father was blue collar, he didn't have a legendary name to help him get through the business, and would realize that that last name was more of a burden than it was as a bit of nepotism for him. Only for Cody Rhodes to say he wants to talk about the controversial pipe bomb. The one that would happen in Vegas that would shock the wrestling world and inspire several people to reach for higher goals, Cody Rhodes included. But after that pipe bomb and after the summer of punk and everything that followed thereafter, he would say punk would leave. And not only did you leave, you really left. And would leave the torch on the ground, don't care who picked it up, but who did pick it up in the end would be him and would say that he would start a revolution, so that means he's more punk than CM Punk. Ooh. And then CM Punk would say, oh, so you're more like me, huh? Well, allow me to show you the crash course of what's gonna happen of the CM Punk road to WrestleMania. That I feeling will be in the next set game because we would hear CM Punk saying that you carried this company on your back for well over two years now and in those past two years you managed to land yourself on the cover of the game win the Royal Rumble get yourself in the main event of WrestleMania and do all these cool and amazing things but look on the horizon someone who hasn't been here in a long time is coming back to take that all away from you 
only for Cody Rhodes to say that, yeah, not only to quote John Wayne, but would then say that, you know what? I know my path and my path is forward and that forward path is gonna go straight through you at the Royal Rumble. And only for CM Punk to stare down Cody Rhodes for a shot that's most likely gonna be used a thousand times leading into the Royal Rumble match itself. For the two to walk out of the ring and for CM Punk to go over to Wade Barrett, his former Nexus buddy, and tell him, I'm gonna win the Rumble, put your money on me. Okay, so telling everybody you're gonna win the Rumble before the Rumble, I wonder how that usually works. According to Carl and the Maestro, they're just shrugging their shoulders over in the corner and said just to move on. Alright, I will. <laughs> and besides footage of by the numbers that we would see throughout the entire night showing statistics of the Rumble will cover on Friday. The next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler going one-on-one -on -one against Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. And during this set contest, action would go back and forth and would see none other than Candice LeRae pulling off the same move she did last week in the form of a Coldbreaker Senton combination to Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler for near fall. Only for this match to come to an emphatic end after a Karafuda clutch would get countered into a pinfall, but wait! Over in the corner while the Karafuda clutch was being applied, we would see a sneaky tag in from Zoe Stark. And while that pin was being made and while the referee tried to tell Candace and she didn't hear it, we would see her world get flipped upside down in a 360 formation after a Z360. For the tag team of Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark to win this match via pinfall. But after the match was over, we would see the Kabuki Warriors hitting the ring while we would see the tag team champions of Carter and Chance holding the titles up to Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark for a brawl to break out, seeing damage control doing what they do best, causing chaos in the most inopportune moments known possible. Well, for their opponents, but not for them. And then we would see backstage later on that night the Kabuki Warriors and Damage Control being, you know, chewed out by none other than Adam Pierce for what they did. And would say that, hey, after what you did, I'm gonna talk to Nick Aldis if he's not admiring himself in the mirror too much nowadays. And then before he could go any further than that, we would hear Jinder Mahal talking to Adam Pierce about talking to him about what's gonna happen with him, seeing the fact that he's the most talked about superstar after what he did to Seth Rollins and his altercation in the ring with The Rock. For Adam Pierce to say, I need a drink. Which, for some strange reason, and if you close your eyes carefully enough, folks, I can almost hear the Seinfeld music after that, which made me laugh when I heard it. <laughs> but nevertheless, folks, we now head after that little moment. What's going to happen next? Our main event of the evening, which would see none other than Damian Priest going one-on-one -on -one against the Scottish Terminator himself, Drew McIntyre. 
and Drew McIntyre before this match would say he doesn't care about what Cody and Punk said he said what he had to say back a couple of weeks ago but did care about Damian Priest calling him out on his world title win and the fact that he would say he's sick of people talking about it about the fact of it being negative seeing the fact that he helped people save their lives during a pandemic by putting smiles on their faces and the fact that he's going to be the one to win because he's the chosen one none of them are even though Karrion Cross called him out on being the chosen one and he got angry about it okay he changed his mind but nevertheless folks during this set contest which was an absolute slugfest we'd see not only a nasty right hand by Damian Priest and a belly to belly suplex on the outside of the ring by Drew McIntyre but then we'd see a nasty slam into the post by Damian Priest leading into a broken arrow on the announce table ouch only for a rebound clothesline to strike next for near fall then would see drew mcintyre with a spine buster jackknife cover still for near fall an elevated flatliner by damian priest still leading to a near fall even a cool tilt the world counter into a broken arrow still for near fall and after we would see a tope con hero from none other than damian priest the fans would light up by seeing R-Truth at ringside trying to give him his cut during the match only for Damian Priest to push him down and then for R-Truth to say oh so I guess you want it in the briefcase and then yeah let's just say this match would come to an emphatic end after we would see a future shock DDT and a Claymore attempt that R-Truth would block out because he would ask for the password for the briefcase for Drew to shut him up leading into a South the Heaven chokeslam but unfortunately the referee would be too busy with R-Truth to actually count the pin which would piss off Damian Priest Priest would grab him by the neck only for Drew McIntyre to take advantage and by taking him straight to Claymore country with a Claymore kiss or a Claymore kick right across the chin and making him kiss the heel of his boot in the process for Drew McIntyre to win this match and get one over on Mr. Money in the Bank prior to the Rumble the up and fall for Drew McIntyre to celebrate his victory and for us to find out what's going to happen this weekend for the Rumble. Who's going to be the one? Who's going to make their straight fast trip right to the grandest stage of them all in its main event, if possible, night one or night two? Will we see new tag team champions next week? Will we see anybody make history? And what sort of WrestleMania sign are they going to use this year? We find out the answers to that and more next week for another exciting episode of Monday Night Raw. And before we forget, folks, this Friday for the 10-year anniversary 500th episode of Music Village, we will review the match card of our 10th Royal Rumble, which is going to be absolutely awesome. But outside of that Miz shout-out, according to Carl and the Maestro, folks, I think it's time for us to head back to those musical tunes. And when we return, we'll be back with more of that Streetlight Delight as the Tuesday Night Special rolls on right after this. So don't go watching reruns of Seinfeld just yet, folks. And stay tuned. 